0: Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say
1: hello to my new friend!
2: I
3: say that the Second Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all.
4: Addiction. The right
5: to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, not be infringed. Firearms
3: from my cold dead hands.
5: Friday.
1: That's my rifle, my gun.
5: This is for this for fun. Arms Friday. Uh, Hello and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this your favorite radio station and or translator and around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com. Hi, how are you? How are things going? You guys all ready to rock and roll on this final Friday broadcasting live today from Fairbanks um, here as we get ready to uh, Dive into it for the Open North American Championships. That's right. The sled dog races uh, that we are, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be a good stuff. If the Iditarod is the Daytona 500, then the Open North American Championships are the quarter-mile drag racing of dog mushing. Uh, they're sprint racing. And uh, these dogs are fast, 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 fast. So today is going to, be the first, uh, today's going to be the first leg of this. There's three days of mushing goodness that go on here in the interior. Uh, if you want to head on out to the uh, Mushers Hall the Jeff Stoddard Memorial Raceway, you could come out and enjoy it with us. Uh, supposed to be sunny and beautiful here in Fairbanks. Uh, it was a heck of a trip up yesterday. I drove up yesterday, and it was uh, dry pavement and sunshine the whole way. Absolutely Absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, looking forward to a beautiful day here in the interior, and uh, and just ready to ready to go, ready to rock and roll. Um, all right. So um, today is Firearms Friday, of course. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two A nature and talk about uh, the Second Amendment and add everything else. It is um, it's a, it's a fun day. Now I got no guests lined up for today. Um, I've my I've not had much less. Uh, my I've not had much luck with firearms Friday guests the last uh, few weeks. Um, it's hit or miss, uh, and unfortunately, uh, the guests that I thought were going to be calling in today ended up not being able to do it again. So it's all okay. That just means that it's me and you, me and you, and possibly me. <laughs> so we're gonna. We're going to dive down into it and talk about all these things uh, of a, a you know all the things related to a Second Amendment nature, and we're going to uh, do Q and A. Q&A. We're going to take phone calls. We're going to talk about the headlines, um, and we're just going to basically kibitz about gun goodness. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't get much better than that. It, it doesn't. There's not much more you can say about that. So. Um, that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. That's the plan for today anyway. Uh, so let me get you involved. Let me get you involved in what we're doing here. Let's go over to the, uh, let's go over and get the phone line set up. 433-3150, 433-3150 is the phone number. We'd love for you to, uh, we'd love for you to, uh, come on board and be part of it and, uh, and uh, and talk with us that is the Pivotel call-in line powered by our friends over there at Pivotel and Satellite West and uh, I'd love to I'd love to hear from you this morning Uh, and basically any topic that's firearms related is fair game and we could talk about it and there are there's a bunch of things that are going on around the state uh, or excuse me around the nation I guess I should say uh, well, although there are a few things that are going on around the state, they were just announcing yesterday that they've arrested a student and charges are being forwarded for a student out in the Matsu who went outside the school and um, at uh, Reddington Junior Senior High School and apparently discharged a firearm outside the school um, and so they were able to they were able to apprehend the kid, secure the firearm, turn him over to the troopers. And now charges are being forwarded. So maybe we should start there. Maybe we should start with, um, you know, just the question of uh, do you know where your kids are and do you know where your guns are? Uh, I mean, this is not something that I normally would, um, you know, dive into because I'm pretty, you know, first of all, all my kids were homeschooled and all my kids were raised with firearms from a very early age. And they they have a real severe respect for firearms. My kids do. Um, so maybe I avoid this kind of conversation in this topic just because it doesn't necessarily apply to me, but also because I think maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, we are all in Alaska. We're all gun nuts, right? Well, not all of us, but you know, a lot of us are gun nuts. We're part of the gun culture. We love it. We live it. We breathe it. But your kids are facing a lot of things in school these days that some of you may not comprehend, understand, may not be paying attention to. And so the question becomes, you know, if you are, uh, if, if your kid is in public school and may be struggling with things from, you know, uh, you know b- bullying or pressure or, you know, just things going on, the question is, do you know where your firearms are and where your children are at the same time? Are your firearms under lock and key? Is that something that you need to do? I mean, do your kids have a... An ultimate respect for the firearm, because ultimately, my friends, it, you know, because they are children, you are responsible for them. And things like this happen. I mean, we had a there was a, a report of a gun down in South Central, uh, one of the schools in South Central here, a couple of months month ago, where they had captured another student who had a firearm on the campus. And now you got the one out in the Matsu, where not only did he have a firearm, he discharged it. Now, was he just showing it off? Who knows. Who knows? Um, But it is uh, definitely a troubling trend to see some of these things going on. Um, Washington State, uh, was it yesterday? Day before? um, uh, I guess it was Monday. Uh, The Washington State, they avoided a mass shooting in Washington State. And you know what? They didn't even need their red flag laws or anything. A potential mass shooting there was thwarted. Uh, after an eighth-grade student was found in possession of a gun, ammunition, and a hit list. The Moses Lake Police Department of Washington State reported that officers were tipped off by school administrators after concerned students expressed that a classmate was making threats to shoot up the school. Shortly after, officers entered the school, made contact with the student, searched his person and his backpack. They found a pistol, two mags of ammunition, as well as a list of targets. Uh, now, I mean, this one worked out because people, if you you know, they they talked, they say, said something, and the school district actually reported it to the police, and the police did something, as opposed to something like Parkland, where that guy had had 26 interactions with the local law enforcement and another dozen with FBI already before he went in and shot up the school. But I mean, these things do happen, so I'm reminded again and again and again. You know, he's 13 years old. Where did this kid in Washington State, where did he get this gun? Was it mom and dad's? Did he buy it on the street? If it's mom and dad's, we, you know, we need to have a discussion. We need to have a discussion about that. And um, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't. You need to know where your where your guns are and what's going on. So that could be a talking point for today, one of the things that we pick up on. There's also uh, some discussions about some of the new constitutional carry laws, something that happened in Ohio, also safe gun handling, um, and the fact that you can't defund the police and expect crime to go down at the same time, and it looks like Portland is now living proof of that. So those are just a few of the stories that we can cover this morning, but let's go to the phones and, uh, and see what you got to uh, um, uh, see what's going on. Uh, let's go over here and uh, start off. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
1: Uh, good morning, Michael Duke. This is Jeremy in Kisila.
5: Good morning, Jeremy. What's on your mind?
1: Well, I'm still... I have a lot of questions about... Um, you know, as far as felons having uh, long guns or short guns or anything in the state Mm-hmm. because, uh, by state law, you're supposed to be able to have a long gun after you get out probation and parole, and then you're supposed to be able to vote and all that good stuff, right?
5: Well, you can, if you are a felon, uh, you lose your firearms and your voting rights, uh, but in the state of Alaska, you can petition to get back your rights to own long guns. So, rifles and no, shotguns. That's
1: incorrect. Once you get off probation or parole, you get your rights back. And so, this is my firearm question. Um, after 10 years, according to Alaska state law, um, You get your handgun rights back, but not according to federal law. Now, once you get off um, probation, parole, and you paid all your fees and fines and whatnot, you get your long gun rights back. Isn't that correct? So, um... Yep. I'm trying to figure out how these troopers figure these laws, you know, because that's got to be a very confusing place to put law enforcement. Like, well, uh, like this guy's a felon; he's not supposed to have a gun,
5: right? My, and they're like, right. "Well,
1: the state law, state law says he." Can have a gun.
5: So my understanding must be
1: a precarious
5: Yeah, here's the situation. My understanding (laughs) is that um that you know, as a felon you lose your gun rights per federal law and and you're and and they're done. I mean after you become a felon you are ineligible you're 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 an ineligible person. You're, you're Marijuana's
1: prohi- against federal law. And, and,
5: and I, I agree. That's the same thing. We've talked about that on the program before how marijuana use in states that have legalized it also make you a prohibited person for owning a firearm according to the 4473 form. But the, you are asking about a felon. Uh, by federal law a felon loses all their gun rights. Period. Now, in some states, including Alaska, you can petition to have them restored, um, but it is a process, and my understanding is that, I mean, you you basically, you've lost your handgun rights forever, because their concern is, of course, concealability, and if you're going to be a criminal, and blah, 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 but you can petition to get back, through the state, your long gun rights. Now... That means that uh, you, you know you you could only you know you, you still can't go buy a gun from a gun dealer, but you could pro you could possess according to state law. I'd never
1: buy a gun well, from a gun I'm dealer. I'm just I'm
5: just saying, uh, I'm trying to answer your question here. So uh, you can you can uh, go ahead and uh, and solicit the state for a restoration of your gun rights inside the state. But it is still illegal if, for some reason, some federal officer pulled you over in a national park or something and you had a rifle hanging in the back window of your car, you will still show up uh, on the federal database as a prohibited person, and that could get you in trouble. So there is a way to restore those rights, but it's a long and involved process, and it still does not affect the federal way. I
1: understand it differently, Michael Jukes. My understanding is that as soon as you pay your friends and get off no. probation and everything, then, you know, you're a free citizen just like anybody else, and
5: no, you, you no.
1: can have a, a shotgun if you want.
5: No, that's not how it works. But, that's I mean, the
1: way I understand it. Yeah,
5: that's, that's not how it works. You are a prohibited person period. If you're a felon, you are a prohibited oh. person. Even if you're out of jail and everything else, you are a prohibited person, according to federal law. Now, I'm a
1: prohibited person. Hmm.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just...
1: Okay. We'll, we'll see how that works out at the voting polls.
5: There. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Jeremy, for calling in uh, this morning uh let's uh let's uh, well we're up against the break so we'll take a break and we'll come back and talk some more no i mean i think it's something that should be addressed if it's a non-violent fel i mean i've got no problem you've paid your debt to society you should have your rights restored if you've paid your debt to society and you're not a repeat offender right now the second time something like that goes on they need to put you under the jail instead of inside of it but uh yeah no i think if you paid your debt to society i've got no problem restoring your rights uh, and I think we should, quite honestly. But uh, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna be back. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio.
6: Our
7: light, our guide
5: and our trusted friend I Okay you couldn't hear Okay uh, in the break right now go over here all right. Can you comment on our new ammo store opening at the previous Pier 1 store? I can't. I don't really know anything about it. So I can't really comment on the new ammo store. Maybe I need to go over there and take a look at it. But I can't. I can't comment on it because I don't really know anything about it, quite honestly. Sorry. That's how it works. Uh, Laura says, are we talking about a kid at Reddington wanting to hurt others or any sort of situation? Well, no. The 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 there's not a whole lot of information based on the news reporting is the reporting is is that he discharged a firearm at the school that he discharged the firearm on school grounds not inside the school but on school grounds so there's really there's really no uh, other uh, reporting on that i don't think he was threatening anybody i like i said i don't know if he was just showing off the gun or anything else now the one in washington state the kid had a hit list i mean he had guns and he had a list of kids that he had written down that he was gonna he was gonna do dirty so that's a little bit of a different situation um let's see good morning did you get your beard cut no didn't get my beard cut it does look it does look uh, fluffy and magnificent this morning but I didn't get a cut my barber's been out of town for like six weeks and I'm ready to just hurt somebody at this point I'm re- I never put stuff in my hair and this morning my hair is all gooped down and stuff because I hate that I hate that but we're doing what we got to do um, here there was a shooting at the hospital Um. Uh, which hospital, Brian? I uh, heard there was a shooting at the hospital. I don't know where, where, which hospital that is. Uh, somebody's asking in the is that 12th man, uh, what the hell is a prohibited person? That's the te- I mean, that's the term that the federal government uses for people who are felons and not avail- uh, able to own a firearm. That's convicted felons are prohibited people. Anybody who should not legally have a firearm is a prohibited person. Matsu Regional, huh? I didn't hear about that. I guess I should... Uh, frontiers... Uh, frontiers... Frontiersman. What the hell? Come on. Ears... There we go. Frontiersman. Sorry, I don't normally... Go over there. Body found. Uh, Was in the dead. This is shooting. Discharged firearm. Reddington High School. La la la. la, la. Yeah, I don't see anything in here about a shooting at the hospital. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen. It just, you know. um, Yeah. Okay, uh, well we'll take a we'll take a look. Uh, keep an eye out for that, but I don't see anything in there for the Matsu right now. Oh, it was a suicide, Matt Valley News. Okay, um, that's a tragedy. All right. <clears throat> so, are you, No, the Pier One was here in in Fairbanks, Brian. I think that's what he was asking about. So there was a pier, it was, a, I think it's the pier one up here in Fairbanks was the one that they've got the, the, uh, um, ammo store in going into. All right. We're coming up on the break here. We're about 30 seconds out. And I've got a lot more bells and whiz, um, bells and levers to throw here to get this thing back on the air. So. I'm going to be paying attention to that here for just a second. Oh, wow. Dang. Thanks for that, Brian. Appreciate, uh, appreciate that. I'll follow that story here in a hot second. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow the show page. Subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Too many bells and whistles and levers to throw when I'm doing all this stuff remotely. So, didn't mean to hum you out there with a little bit of feedback. But we're ready to go. Hello!
7: <laughs>
5: oh, Thank you for being part of the program today. It is Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature. And we have got a... Uh, we get some phone calls. We're going to dive into. We were just talking about some incidents around the state of Alaska, including that uh, student now that's been uh, that's uh, going on over at the MatSU uh, Reddington Junior Senior High School. He those charges, and then uh, Brian was kind enough in the chat room to throw me the story last night. Apparently, a man um, uh, yesterday shot and killed himself uh, in front of troopers at MatSU Regional Hospital in Wasilla. Um, and uh it's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a very, very sad, sad state of affairs. Um, a man shot and killed himself outside the Matsu Regional Medical Center early Thursday in front of law enforcement. They were called into the hospital for a trespassing report around six am. and responding troopers took one man into custody and escorted him out to the patrol vehicles when they arrived at their cars with the trespasser. A male approached them on foot, produced a handgun, and shot himself in the head. He didn't make any threats or anything else. He just basically, yeah, oof, man, that's a rough that's a rough day right there. Not a, not a good St. Patty's day. All right, well let's uh, let's go over to the phones again. Q and A all day. No such thing as a dumb gun question. Let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say this morning. Good morning. Uh, who's this? Where you uh, where you calling from?
2: Michael, this is Ron Murray. Hello, Ron. Cold.
5: How are you, my friend? And I use
2: I use my full name to add to my questionable cred- credibility.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, and you think you and call you call think Michael Dukes is my real uh, name? About, you know.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, uh, the caller raised an issue about felons and firearms, and I, w- I would simply state or simply advise that anyone who has question about that, go to the source and consult the 1161-200 series of the Alaska Criminal Code, and it will uh, answer all your questions.
5: Right. I mean that, that and that I guess that was my biggest thing was that you know and so you can correct me if I'm wrong here but I mean you are uh, you know once you're a felon you're a felon you're a prohibited person but in the state they do allow for you to again to uh you know to uh uh solicit from the state the ability to re- get part of those gun rights back right I mean you can you can petition them to well, have some of them restored actually, under state law yeah
2: the only way I know of uh, to do that is by an expungement of the record requiring a petition to the court and to uh, by an attorney and uh, it is an extremely difficult and expensive process and in over 20 years in that arena I don't know of any particular person who was convicted of a felony that ever actually went through the expungement process
5: so, uh, again, um, it's, a, I don't know if this is a don't ask, don't tell situation where if you've been, you kept your nose clean and you've got but I mean, the, the bottom line is, is that you show up If somebody runs your name and you have been convicted. Um, it could be a bad day for you if you have any sort of firearm at that point.
2: Well, what I used to tell people when I was working up in, uh, I guess it's Utkiavic now, but it's Barrow, uh, when they would come to me and ask about uh, those kind of, you know, those kinds of questions is that uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do on your snow machine or four-wheeler out on the tundra. I just don't want to see you driving through the middle of town with a thing strapped across your
5: back. Right, exactly. exactly. Don't ask, don't tell. I got it. I got it.
2: Now, I mean, just, just, just as an uh, aside, yeah. go ahead.
5: Well, I mean, it's a tough thing, you know, Ron, this is something that I've always had a little bit of heartburn with. I mean, you can comment as former, you know, as, as as a former kind of law enforcement, you can comment on this. But I, you know, I've always thought if I, if somebody did something wrong, and they weren't obviously like a hardened criminal repeat offender, but they, they you know, 15 years ago, they had something that was a felony deal, but they paid their debt to society, they did everything else. I mean, I think that there should be a path for them to have their rights restored, and it shouldn't be so onerous that they've got to mortgage a house and hire a fleet of attorneys to get it done. You know what I mean? If you've paid your debt to society, then you've paid your debt to society. It shouldn't hang over your head for the rest of your life. If you did something, especially if you were you know, in your early 20s or late teens or just a young adult kind of thing, it, you know, it shouldn't affect you in your 50s kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I I I can't say that I disagree with you on that. Uh, There were a number of people that I came in contact with that fell into that exact category.
5: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's frustrating. It's it's frustrating to me to watch.
2: uh, I I, I will I will I will leave you with one little uh, little incident. Uh, We just have a uh, a forum that folks would fill out about four pages worth, sort of an informational thing, uh, in order to. have a starting point for a pre-sentence report and i had this one fellow that had been arrested for uh possession of an automatic weapon okay <laughs> and anyway he fil- he filled out the form and came in for the interview and uh he he told me that he found the found the weapon out on the tundra and uh had no idea that it was uh a fully automatic rifle or capable of being switched to that right and uh I I looked through the information sheet, and I said, now, come on, you know, don't tell me that it's raining because it says right here under military history that you were an airborne ranger. Yeah,
5: (laughs) yeah, you may want to rethink your story at that point. Yeah, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly so. You have a great day, sir. All
5: right, thank you, Ron, for calling in. I appreciate you being part of it today. Uh, 433-3150, 433-3150. If you would like to sound off, um, now is the time to do it um, and talk about anything that you want. But again, this has been something that's always bugged me—the uh, the whole again, as I said, the the felony thing. If you are paying a debt to society and you have you know done your thing, done your time, restitution, you've gotten out of jail, you've been you know you've you're gone through your parole, the whole thing. Uh, and probation and all that, then I fully believe that you, if, if if that's it, this shouldn't hang over your head for the rest of your natural life. Uh, you should have your rights restored. That should be part of the incentive of joining rejoining society. Um, I would say that one of the things that has led to, um, you know, kind of a, a higher recidivism rate is, again, still treating a lot of these people um, you know, like second-class citizens. They supposedly have learned their lesson, and until they prove differently, then we should, you know, we should trust on that. Um, now, if they if they do prove differently, and that they haven't proven, you know, they haven't uh, they haven't fulfilled that, then yeah, then you throw the book at them, and then they, you know, lose it forever or whatever. But I've I've always had a hard time with that because how can you how can you ever reintegrate into society if those kind of things just hold, you know, hang over your head for the rest of your life. Uh, 433-3150, 433-3150 is the phone number. I'd love to hear from you guys and see what you have to say. Prohibited people, says Laura. I would think the word word police would think that was harsh. Maybe we should call them other than honorable. (laughs) I mean, it's not my word. It's not my phrase. It is, uh, you know, that's what the that's what the kind of the law enforcement jargon is a prohibited person you know uh, prohibited from what prohibited from owning firearms that's the you know that's that's the technical term um, but yeah I mean I again I think that if we do the right thing then uh, then they should but I mean there is so so much messed up these days uh, we could talk about this stuff uh, for days and days let's go back over to the phones and see what you have to say this morning you're driving the bus uh, on this firearms Friday good morning who's this?
0: Hi, Mike. Jeff, from Homer.
5: Morning, Jeff. You know,
0: I just started listening to you about the, the federal laws and stuff. And
5: mm-hmm. You
0: know, the, most of the people that make these rules don't have any understanding of it, number one. And uh, number two, I know more felons that have guns that, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, you ain't stopping them. You know, there's just no stopping all that stuff. So, and it's a fact that I've known for years handling law enforcement agencies and different things If you don't catch 1% of the people that do anything wrong anyways. So there's a lot of felons out there that never got caught still holding guns. <laughs> so, right. you know, think about that one. Um, just serial killers alone across the country, there's more of them than they can ever solve.
5: Well, I mean, the thing, Jeff, um, is that that they call them criminals, right? I mean, this is what always bugged me about Like you said, we know felons who own guns. But the thing is, you may know somebody that had a felony when they were 21, and now they're 51, and they still have guns. And it's different than some guy who's, uh, you know, criminals are going to break the law anyway. All you're doing is making harder right. for people who are trying to be law-abiding citizens, who are trying to reintegrate into society and everything else. If they're going to be bad people, nothing's going to stop them. If they're just trying to live their life right. and go hunting or go, you know, target shooting or protecting their family, that's a whole different deal, you know. And 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 I, I, I that's why it's always rubbed me the wrong way.
0: Well, here's something you'll never see. You'll never see a study on how many felons that were like you're talking are out there today that still don't have guns. It could have and never harm anybody again. But how many felons that have had guns and been in trouble and they're still in trouble and they still have guns. You don't hear that, right? Right. They just want you to know about the guy that went and shot somebody or flipped out The one case, the one big one that sticks out to try to take guns. So you'll never see a study on people that have had one felony over their lives and 10 years later, they haven't done one, haven't even got a parking ticket, been a perfect citizen. So they've learned, you know, and when you go into criminal justice and you go into, uh, you know, uh, the people that, that handle all these people coming out of jail, uh, you'll see that they're trying to rehabilitate them. So they're not doing their jobs. They're not rehabilitating these people cause they can't right. have a gun.
6: Right. Obviously.
0: So, You'll never see a study like that ever, and that's right. my point. Uh, and 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 they know there's a lot of people slipping through the cracks, but they don't care about that. All they care about is the political side. This is totally political, just like everything else in this world today, and that's what everybody listens to.
5: I'm often I'm often remi- I'm often reminded of John Stossel. His interview, because he did a bunch of interview with people, uh, with, with a group of, of, of hardcore convicted felons in prison. And one of the questions that he asked them in this interview, and you can go out and find this on YouTube, but he asked them, how long, what, you know, once you are discharged, if you leave prison today, how long would it take you to go get a gun? And they said 30 to 90 minutes. 30 to 90 minutes, these hardcore criminals could leave the jail and go get a gun. So this is not about one more law, right? Because they're criminals already. All you're doing is impeding the reintegration of society of people who have paid their debt, and, and, you know, it's not just firearms. It's not just voting rights. It's the, you know, it's 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 how they're kind of treated as they get back out. You know, you've heard people had a hard time getting, you know, they got out, but they couldn't get a full-time job because this stigma followed them everywhere. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. Right. It, 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 it just, anything we can do to reintegrate people into society makes the recidivism rate go down.
0: Exactly. And I'll give you a case in point in Maine when we put in uh, constitutional carry here about oh I don't know eight years ago now Paul Pegg was in in uh, we had two senators who were dead against it and they were on the board to help you know to listen to everybody testify we had a bunch of people come down and testify they all got five minutes I got like an hour but one point I made to them which I know changed their minds because they told me so was look guys I'm gonna look around the room and your vehicles are all here. So I know there's five guns in the in the parking lot. that are not supposed to be here and you guys are in charge. Okay. And I'm positive there's some in this building. All right. But I'll give me a hundred dollar bill. Every one of you, I'll be back before this interview is over with guns, illegal guns, but right. I can buy them. You want to see them? Give me the money. I'll go do it right now. Right. Okay. There's no question about everybody can get a gun. You're not stopping anything, but you're taking away the rights of the average citizen like myself to protect myself during my daily deeds.
2: Yeah.
5: I,
0: start, I carry it mm-hmm. done all the time as a guide. You know, yeah. I learned things like you can't carry it in a pi- holster cause you're going to get limbs and brush, you know, bait and bait and doing this. And it's a pain in the butt getting in the truck. If you walk in the bank, everybody's wound up about it. Put it in this vest. I got on right here. I had an empty, Holster in there, and I said, "There it is. Nobody can get it from me, and nobody knows I got it, and it's not a big deal." So this right. is the best thing we could do. We called it the jacket law. Yeah, no, I'm just going to so- tell
5: you, it's criminals by definition. Jeff are going to break the law because that's why we call them criminals. That's the whole point. Uh, Jeff, thank you for your call. But we are up against the break. I've got one more call on hold. We're going to jump into it with them here in just a moment. So don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. Your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It is Firearms Friday. We'll be back with more right after this. What is
6: that?
3: Common sense regularly heard on American radio.
0: Michael Duke Show. Radio.
5: Okay, uh, we're in the break right now. Um, sorry, there are a lot of different switches that you got to push here to make this happen. Uh, Jeff, I just dropped Jeff from the call, and we got one more call over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
7: Hey, Mike, it's uh, Fred. How you been?
5: Hey, good, Fred. Hold the line, my friend, and I will be right back to you. You will be first and foremost when we return to the radio here. Don't go anywhere, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, Fred's going to be back with us here in just a hot second. We're going to be joined by Fred uh, in Rhode Island. Okay, um, let's see. We are all felons. Three felonies a day. Oh man, I interviewed um, uh, I interviewed that guy um, Harvey Silvergate. I, I interviewed him like twenty years ago when that bur- when that book first came out. And it's right. I mean, we can. The average person in this country is uh, goes to work, eats, sleeps, drinks, and does everything, and commits several federal crimes a day. It's just disconnected from uh, from regular law. It is a fascinating read. Uh, and Brian dropped the link into the chat room. So, uh, <clears throat> how many screens are you looking at? And do your eyes get sore? There are one, two, three, four screens in front of me. Uh, right now. So yeah, it's definitely a, uh, definitely a, a, a tough situation <laughs> this morning trying to get. it. And the thing is, I've got two different boards. I've got three mice, three keyboards. Uh, it's, uh, it definitely, it definitely makes for an exciting morning. It's not, it's not dull. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. Can possess black powder? Yes. Convicted felons can possess uh, some, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if they can, I know that black powder rifles is a for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, MD, could you touch on your method of teaching children gun safety to your children? Looking for more ideas. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. We could do that here when we get done with Fred. We'll talk with Fred first and then uh, I will tackle that for sure. For sure. Um. All right, now I'm looking what's going on here. Oh, uh, something got broke over there, didn't it? <clears throat> okay. 3 minutes left. So, I feel like I'm scattered here this morning. What uh what are you guys doing this weekend? You know? You look nice today. Your hair is combed even. Oh man, that's disconcerting. Everybody's mentioning my beard and my hair. I don't know what the deal is. But uh, I did put some goop in my hair. I never put goop in my hair because usually my hair's short enough. It doesn't matter. It's usually high and tight. But my barber's been on vacation for like six freaking weeks or something. Well, I lied. He's been on vacation for four weeks, but I had already put off getting my haircut for a while. And then all of a sudden he was on vacation. So I can't even get my haircut until a week from Monday, which it's just I've already trimmed my own beard, which is always dangerous. Um, but, uh, yeah, usually it's, you know, high and tight all the way around. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it looks so good other than I put goop in my hair and I never do that because I hate it, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, can you drop the link? Oh, for the felony book in the chat room. Yeah. Let me do that real quick. Uh, they dropped it. Brian put it into YouTube, but let me, or onto Facebook, but let me put it on YouTube and, um, uh, Twitch there. All right. There you go, Gordon. You should have a chance to see that right there. Building my propane forge that just arrived. Oh, man, I'm coming to your house, Jimmy. My son wants to learn how to – he has an interest in uh, in uh, uh, forging – uh you know knives and stuff he's he's interested in the whole uh uh, blacksmithing and knife making and all that kind of stuff we watched the forge by fire thing and man some of the some of the forges and stuff that some of these guys is uh you know have in their shops it's pretty amazing how uh it's pretty amazing how primitive they are and they still come out with some pretty cool stuff so um uh that's a good question uh jonathan just asked a good question which we're going to have to get back to here so we'll be back to that here in a second uh, i got a couple more lines on hold uh fred is still on the line with us and then we've got one more so we'll take that after fred and then we'll start talking about some of the other stuff how about that okay i gotta prep myself we're 20 seconds away it's going to take i gotta make sure i mash all the buttons in the right order so uh don't uh, go anywhere. the Michael Duke show continues. Please like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Uh, let's get back into it. Here we, here we go. All right, here we go, really. Welcome back. (laughs) The bells and whistles. All right, we got it all squared away here. Uh, We're ready to jump back into with Firearms Friday. We're taking some phone calls and seeing what you guys have to say. Uh, We've had some lines on hold, including our friend... From Rhode Island, he calls in every week. We love listening, we love hearing from him, and we love the fact that he listens to us all the way from across the country. It's our brother Fred in Rhode Island. Good morning, my friend. What is on your mind today?
7: Uh, good morning, Mike. You know, it, it, the whole thing with uh, something that's been on my, and my, my, uh, my, <laughs> my register for many, many years, actually. You know, this whole thing with criminals and guns. You know, it, it, a lot of it I can trace back to that I can see, trace back to the judicial system and how how broken it really is. I mean, it is a mess. You know, we get judges that oh yeah, you know they, they don't uh, you know they're not they're not they're not delivering proper sentencing, which is you know in certain circumstances it's justified for an individual to carry a gun. You know because you know he may be life may be in danger. You know and no one else is going to help him. The police aren't going to help him or anything else. So, but then again, on the other hand. The punishment aspect of the judicial system is totally, it's it's just totally broken the way I see it. You know, I mean, you got people, you know, especially like places like New York City and Detroit and Los Angeles and all the big cities with the Democrats and Democratic governors and mayors. You know, they just sit there and they just totally ignore, you know, the fact that, you know, punishment deters crime, you know, I mean, saying, you have to be sadistical about it, but then again, on the other hand, you have to be effective with it, too.
5: Right, exactly. And, you
7: know, in a justified justified means. So, you know, I sit there, and if they don't sit there and have adequate sentencing, you know, you're not going to get any real, you're not going to get any real uh, effect and and torment out of this, you know, and, you know, the... uh, so the Democrats they come up with this, this aspect that we take everybody's guns away, you take away the evil assault weapons and the high capacity magazines and the guns that have bayonet lugs and all, of, all the other nonsense is really gonna make a big difference in nothing. You know, this is this is their aspect of it, where, you know, pardon me if I pardon me while I laugh aspect is uh, you know, these clowns Come up with this, uh, this whole thing where they just want to take guns away, period, so they can maintain a, a level of control at some future date with Soros and the rest of the clowns out there pushing all the buttons. And you get, you know, right, Papoon Biden out there dancing to their dancing right to their whim.
5: Well, it's it's, so, it's it's really a shame. Yeah, it's where they're it's button. where they're blaming it's where they're blaming the, the firearm or the mechanism versus blaming the the actual actor the person that's doing it you know what i mean oh poor johnny he's a victim he's not really an aggressor he's a victim it's because this gun showed up that somehow and and you could see that i mean we got a story today out of uh, we got a story today out of portland where the the, 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 the homicides in portland are out of control and why is that well part of it is because yep. the judicial system in portland has become a revolving door where they're letting people out on on bail um you know after they've committed another crime and then they go back to commit another crime uh because they're out on bail it's bringing you know i mean all these kind of things i mean why are we focusing on all these stupid gun laws the criminals are not going to you know they're not going to pay attention to anyway and why not spend some time making sure that we can get these you know spend some money on the court system to put these people in jail that's the question
7: well yeah. Well, logic and common sense tells that it's the, it's the criminal that's doing that, doing the evil deed, not, not, you know, not, not, the gun, not, right. not the tool, but the right. person who uses or abuses the tool is the one who's responsible for it. So they should have proper sentencing. My, my, my point is they should have proper sentencing. I mean, uh, something like if you get caught with a gun, you're a felon, you're a convicted felon, you get caught with a gun, five years, no more plea bargaining, no more plea bargaining away. The, the firearm. Right. No. I mean, that, that's like, that's like Reagan's uh, drug, policy, zero tolerance, you know, zero tolerance for, you know, for possession of a gun by a felon. You use that weapon, you just double your sentence. So if they were going to give you 10 years now you get 20 years plus the five years, you get 25 years. They're committing a, you know, committing a robbery with a gun. Right. The felon. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, the sort of justice, you know, cuts in both directions. too. you know, you mentioned earlier about it, you know, having your record expunged, well, they make it a very difficult, aspect, you know, a very difficult process to have your record expunged. They should look at that at some point in time, and if the person is earnest in the fact that he wants to clear his name and, you know, live the rest of his life on on the right side of the law, you know, in, know, in 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 a proper manner, then he should have the opportunity to do so, you know, as long as he's, like you say, as long as not a repeat offender. Yeah. And uh, he should have the opportunity, and they should they should lighten that process up a little bit, make it a little easier. But he still should have skin in the game. By no means should it just be handed to him on a silver platter. So he's got to put an effort in he's got to get his community service. He's got to do this, he's right.
2: got to do
3: that.
7: But if he meets all the aspects, and proves himself, then yes, why not? Why not? Why not that? That part of it I can see. Because yeah. a lot of people who are like I don't want to say wrongly convicted, but like you say, a white collar crime, it's something stupid. Right,
5: or they do something if when they're very violent. young, and it affects them for the you know remaining sixty years of their life, kind of thing. You know, I mean that that there needs to be a way forward out of that.
7: Well, that would, I say that, and, and take it on a case by case basis. You know, and, yeah, yeah, but, you, you know, can... make it make it easy. Make well, make that's the, the thing. Easy. Look, Fred.
5: You can't do cookie cutter laws, right? You can't do cookie cutter laws where one size fits all. Each case is unique and different. And yes, there could be modifiers like, hey, you get an extra ten years on your sentence because you're a felon uh, and you were found again in possession, committing a crime with a gun that you were prohibited from having. You're right; there should be escalators built into that. But you can't just have. A, you're right; it's got to be case. what that's we give we trust the you know we trust the law enforcement and judicial system with some discretion, and it should be used in both directions right yep so
7: sure. well that, that, that's the whole thing i mean the i don't i don't understand the aspect of why you know the libs want to you know soften up the soften up the sentencing and make it revolving door because you know they, they there's no penalty there's no there's no reason for an individual a criminal to sit there and change his life around i mean he just go right back he you let him out and he goes right back to doing exactly well, where he left off i think a lot I mean, of it has to, be... to deter him but then again the he's if he's up against the wall, he has no choice. If yeah. he's going to go away for twenty five years. You know he may think twice about it.
5: I think a lot of it has to do with victimhood. Fred. They feel like these people are not really responsible that they're victims of society and the oppression and the patriarchy and the white privilege or something there's there's something there's always some reason why these people shouldn't be responsible for their own actions somehow it's always society fault, society's fault, and that's what a lot of these. You know, more liberal progressives feel, and it's not Johnny's fault that he became a thug and did a home invasion and, and hurt somebody. It's really society's fault, and that's part of the problem. Thank you, Fred. It's good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks for calling in this morning. We got time for a couple more quick calls if we get to him here. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh,
1: Jeremy again. Just real quick. Um, like people in Alaska have a right. To long guns, as long as they're not on probation or anything, as long as they live in a rural area, okay? Because we have moose and bear and everything else, and we have a God given right to protect ourselves, okay, Michael Duke?
5: Well, I mean, I, I know that's what you've said, Jeremy, but unfortunately, that's not how the law reads. Uh, and Ron called in and confirmed that. But again, as he said, he doesn't care what you do out in the tundra uh, as long as you don't drive through town with it strapped to the back of your uh, uh, your truck or whatever. Uh, let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Mayor Brady from Las Vegas. Hello, uh, Brady. How are you? we got about 90 seconds, Brady, so you're going to have to be quick or you can call back after the top of the hour.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll go quick. Um, you know, you're talking about giving the, the, the felons, rifles and ammunition to go out and kill people, which they're doing here across the United States. But Zelensky over in the Ukraine cleared out all his prisons and gave all the guns to the former neo-Nazis that they had locked up. That country is 100% Nazi. And that this narrative is not getting out there. The media is not telling you what's actually going on there. The Russians are actually liberating the Ukraine. And they're destroying the new world order,
5: the Jews, the Jew world order. Oh, okay. And, and, you- and, and at that point, we're done. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. How can you put neo-Nazis and Jews in the same thing, Brady, and say, well, they're neo-Nazis and he's a Jew. So it's all part and parcel of the, I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I can't wrap my brain around it, my friend. I got to go. Uh, we're up against the clock. The Michael Duke Show, hour two dead ahead. Willie Waffle coming up. We'll return right after this. (laughs) I mean, you know, they're all neo-Nazis, including that Jewish president. That he's a. Wait a minute. That's the. Wait. uh, How does that work again? Like what? You there, uh, you know. Well, I mean, there was a narrative going around early on in this whole thing. Right? There was a there was a narrative going around in this whole thing at the very beginning where they were talking about how this was. Oh, they're pushing back on the new world order. Russia's saving the world. Russia's an authoritarian regime. Have you not Have you not paid attention to what's going on in Russia right now? They're not saving the world. They're not pushing back on the new world order. They are. I mean, these these are bad bad guys doing bad things. Oh, they're saving the Ukrainians from the neo. That's why the that's why all the Ukrainians are fighting back so hard because you know. No, no, no. That's that's not how it works. Neo Nazis with the Jewish president. I mean, yeah, uh, because not all Jews are loyal to Israel. We have domestic enemies, and so did the Pharisees turn Jesus over here? Uh, you know, again, um, Robbie, I- I'll uh, you know, with all respect, this is not a problem of neo Nazism in the Ukraine. Russia was not coming in to save the Ukrainians from the neo Nazis. That's not what it was about. Are there neo-Nazis in Ukraine? Probably. There's neo-Nazis in the United States, but they're not they're not through every level of government, you know, and this whole thing about the Jew world order and everything else, the anti-Semitic rants about how they're I mean, some people just, you know, some people just got to find a a, a boogeyman. And uh, (laughs) I'm just, you know, the boogeyman is government. I'm just going to tell you right now. The boogeyman is government. That is the boogeyman that you should all be instead of picking out, uh, you know, uh, people based on race, creed, religion, color. The boogeyman is government. They revel in that kind of stuff. Um, we are playing both sides. We made Russia rich and then gave 12 billion to Ukraine. Americans don't want war, but our government does. Well, we were playing a stupid game of chicken. I mean, if you, if you follow what happened in the Ukraine after the dissolve, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, you understand. I mean, Ukraine was kind of the, 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 the pawn in the middle between the West and the East. Uh, you know, over that kind of stuff. And then we, you know, they denuclearized and they did that. And we had the accords and everything else. And then we said we'd never offer them NATO membership. And then we started dangling, uh, you know, then we started dangling NATO membership in front of them and blah, 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 blah. I mean, we've got to, they're, they're, you know, we have some responsibility for what's going on in Ukraine. There's no doubt about it. If we had just basically said, no, you're never going to be a member of NATO and stop dangling that out there, it was... uh you know <laughs> there's there's some problems there um but you know to say that this is whole thing this is uh this is this whole thing is uh uh you know about some kind of neo-nazi uh takeover of the no no I, i'm sorry i don't i don't buy that i just i just don't buy that so uh And I know that there's been talk about the biolabs. Somebody just mentioned the biolabs. And, yes, there were biological laboratories over there uh, funded by, in part, I guess, by the NIH uh, and some other organizations. Were they secret biolabs? Were they secret weapons development facilities? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's just say that nobody deserves what's going on in Ukraine right now. None of the Ukrainians do anyway. Uh, Is it something that America wanted? I, I can't. Speculate on. That. I don't think so, but you know, who knows? Who knows? President Zelensky was an actor before he was president, just saying, Well, so was Ronald Reagan. I mean, I think Zelensky has done a fine job of stepping up uh, personally. But I mean, you know, people can read things into stuff that I could never see anyway. I tend to take things, I mean, so many different stories going on out there as to what's really happening. The bottom line is, I really don't care. (laughs) That's, you know, I really don't care at all at this point. Um, All right. Uh, We are, where are we at? We're two minutes out, two minutes out from the top of the hour and getting ready to jump back into it. These shows are always exciting these days when I'm broadcasting remotely because, ooh, he sent home just 140,000 volunteers that says he had troops returning from post operations we were seeing video footage of us taking supplies that the U.S. sent. Uh, who knows what we're seeing, Jonathan, quite honestly. Um, and I keep seeing that number of 140,000 troops. I, I mean, I guess I'll have to go. I, again, I don't care, but there you go. We're all going to get all turned up about it. Instead of paying attention to what's going on in our own backyard, we'll see what's going on over there. And, you know, dive into every conspiracy that's that's going on out there. We, again, we live in a world of misinformation at this point. I just assume everything I see is false at this point. Okay. Well, I guess we got to go. There's something broken over here that uh, I could see. Uh, and then I guess we'll, uh, we'll jump back into this. Uh, the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share the show. Like it, follow the show page. Let's get back to it. And uh, we're, we're going to jump back into the phone calls as well. Here we go.
6: Whoa, buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out themichaeldukesshow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have
0: two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. Say hello to be at all
1: times armed. my friend.
3: I say that the Second Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to
0: exist at all. Michael Kinsley.
5: The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms.
3: From my cold, dead
5: hands. Friday.
1: It's my rifle, it's my gun. This is for fighting, it's for fun.
5: Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Luke Show, it is Friday. Thank you, my friends. Coming up at the end of the program today, we'll be lightening things up. We're going to probably need it by then. We're going to lighten things up and bring our friend Willie Waffle uh, onto the program with us. He's going to uh, be joining us and uh, uh, sharing with us a little bit of our um, little bit of our uh, weekly movie review. That's going to be coming up here this morning. Uh, as we go forward so look forward to uh, that here in just a few minutes meanwhile the phone lines are open it is open line open forum i got the phone number down here at the uh, right here at the bottom of the screen but you know it it's the Pivotel call in line at 907-433-3150 907-433-3150 if you would like to sound off and call in this morning it is gun q a all day that You know what that means. That means that uh, you and me talk questions. We talk about uh, Second Amendment stuff and we do all that stuff um, pretty much all day. There is no such thing, by the way, as a a dumb uh, gun question. And so whatever it is that we talk about, as long as it's firearms related, I'm all about that jazz. So uh, feel free to call us up this morning and talk. We've got some headlines and some other things. We had some questions in the chat room. Um, And i got to be honest with you, I don't know the answer to this one. Uh, Somebody uh, somebody asked in the chat room, uh, and I'm scrolling backwards, uh, I have a sister that isn't a U.S. citizen, yet she lives here, has been married to a U.S. citizen, and has two U.S. kids. Can she own a gun? That's a good question. I have never considered that. I know on the 4473 it asks if you're a U.S. citizen, uh, or a resident with a green card. So I don't, I'm not quite sure, uh, quite honestly. Maybe one of my callers knows. Uh, but I would I would probably say, my guess would be no. Uh, as a non-U.S. citizen, you couldn't be. But if she lives here, is married to a citizen and has two U.S. kids, I guess my question then becomes, uh, it, why don't you become a citizen because it's pretty easy at that point? And then you could own a gun. But I don't know the answer to that, Jonathan. So maybe, um, maybe, you can, uh, maybe we can find the answer from one of our other uh, callers. Secondly, I had a question uh, from uh, Greg in the chat room, and he wanted me to talk about how I taught my kids about gun safety and uh, you know, what were the methods that I used. I have discussed this in the past, and um, I have received some angry emails about it. Uh, because um, it's barbaric, I think is one of the words that they used uh, to discuss it. but I'm definitely willing to go over how I taught my children about gun control. It's probably not as bad as you think, but it, I I wanted I wanted them to be you know to have a deep and lasting respect for firearms. So I was willing to go the extra mile to do some of those things, uh, and so we'll talk about that here in a bit as well. But since the phone lines are open and it's uh, all the all the news that's fit to print, let's uh, let's go over here. Um, yeah, it's Q and A all day. Yeah, I didn't mean like all day. Like I'll be answering. I mean for the show all day. So till the end of the show. Somebody just said when I said Q and A all day, they're like, oh, I can call you all day. No, no. Um, All right, let's go over to the phones and see what uh, you have to say. We'll start over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: Morning, Michael. This is Larry. Hello. Hello, Larry.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah, um, you're talking about whoever them people are that are upset about children having firearms. um, I can remember when I was like 10, 11 years old, I'd strap on a twenty-two pistol and go to the field with it because we raised rice. And we had to walk our the levees. Each one of the levees, every day, had to be walked because of, uh, yeah. If the levee breaks and it washes out the rest of the field,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And on the, on on the lower levees, and this is down south, and where you've got rice, you've got water. Where you've got water, you got water moccasins. Right. And as a as a you know, I was I was. Taught how to, to you know to properly use that handgun because uh, you had to carry a shovel with you if you if you ran across a, a cronad hole or a muskrat hole or something that you had to that you had to shovel up yeah um, it uh, made it difficult to carry a long long gun right so, so we so... strapped on a twenty two right Yeah a revolver. <laughs> For snake control. Snakes. Why do they have to be
5: snakes? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah. You know, I can remember 11 years old going out in the field with, uh, you know, of course I was a big strapping kid at 11. Um, But, uh, heck, I'm still a kid.
5: (laughs) Right. You're still a kid at heart. No. No. Anyway,
3: um, I thought I'd throw in that pitch about the gun show. I got most everything loaded in my truck while well, I was listening to you this morning and got it sitting there running. Um, yeah. Exhibitors can get in at eight this morning and get start getting set up. But the, the, I gave you incorrect times, uh, to the, uh, um, I keep on calling it Joe Navas, but it's not Joe Navas firearms corner. It's just firearms corner. Now with shooters. With Laura. Corner. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Corner. Um, yeah. With Laura. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, Today, it's from 2 p.m. until 7 p.m. Okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, and this is the, the, the gun show in conjunction with the spring fling there at the Gottschalk building on, right.
5: shoppers, on Airport Road. Yep, Shoppers Forum. Uh,
3: and, and Shoppers Forum. Yeah. Um, uh, tomorrow, it's 10 a.m. This is for general public, 10 a.m. until uh, 6 p.m. Okay. And then Sunday... Is is eleven AM until five PM. Okay. I uh, I did not know what those times were and then yesterday when I was going to get my prescription pill I drove by one of their sandwich boards and I said, Ooh, <laughs> I made a mistake talking <laughs> to Laura. Got, got it all, got <laughs> Came it <on>. all.
5: <laughs> okay. All right. Well Fort, forty lashes forty lashes was a cat of nine. <laughs> that's right, that's right. All right. Well, Larry, thank you for the heads up and thank you for the story. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for being part of it today. We'll uh, we'll talk to you. We'll see, all you, right. see you See you later. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. Uh, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150 is the phone number. Brian says, who doesn't love a water moccasin? <laughs> well, you if you get bit by them. But, yeah, other than that, they're just, oh, yeah, they're cuddly. Um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit here about um, – you know, handling guns and gun safety. Of course, you know, the first thing I did with my children, especially when they were younger, is uh, I had a copy of the Eddie Eagle video from the NRA, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, Eddie Eagle is a gun safety program. It's a cartoon that educates children on <clears throat> uh, what to do if they find a firearm, what, you know, how how the, the, the firearm safety's laws, the uh, stop you know, don't touch, run away, tell an adult kind of thing. That was kind of the first, uh, you know, portion of that. And then I took my children to the gun range. And I, uh, you know, with each one, I would allow them to sit down at a bench. You know, we would shoot a gun. um, And, uh, you know, we would talk about the, you know, the, the, the safety measures, again, reiterating the four rules of gun safety, which is, you know, all guns are loaded and, you know, never... Never put your finger on the trigger till you're ready to fire. Be aware of what your target is, what it, what is beyond your target. Never pointed at something you're not willing to destroy. You know all the, all those gun safety laws, um, and that's the mantra. You know every time that is the mantra. Um, but what I really found worked in a lot of ways, especially when they were younger, and I'm talking about seven, eight years old, is that um, I would, uh, you know, one, we took. Uh, You know, we took, uh, you know, colored water and jugs to the range, and we would shoot those, and uh, it's a very visceral thing when something that's colored with red water explodes, and I tell the child, um, you know, if that was a person, that's exactly what it would look like. That's all the blood that would happen if, if they got shot with that. Um, which is it's a visceral uh, a reminder, and the other thing that I would do is that I would uh, edge their hearing protection up over their ears for one shot. Usually, usually for their second shot, the first shot they could, you know, they they'd hear it, but I would edge the 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 muff up on their ears, and and so they have a visceral reaction, right? They feel, they hear it. It cracks, you know, makes them grab their head and go, oh. And, and I would say this is how dangerous these are. They're a tool, but they're a dangerous tool. Um, and that has always served me well. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, I've never had a problem with, uh, with kids, uh, you know, m- messing with the guns. We've gone shooting. We've done what they wanted. But they have a, they have a deep, abiding respect for firearms. And, um, and I think in part it's because I tried to give them those visceral – Reminders, the you know the 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 exploding red jug, the the loud noise, the things that imprinted on them. How important it was um, for um, <clears throat> um, for them to to be paying attention with that. So, um, Greg, I, I hope that that I hope that that helps, um, and obviously demystifying them. Uh demystifying the firearm and taking them shooting and allow them to shoot and allow them to load and and walk them through everything uh but again, I think in that early phase uh taking that taking that hearing protection off, shooting the the jug full of colored water um we've shot you know melons we've shot all kinds of stuff uh but reminding them that this is what happens to a human body when this stuff gets hit, and maybe that's an overstatement, maybe it doesn't look quite as you know impressive as a watermelon exploding or a milk jug full of red water exploding but it does give them that visceral effect and it and it really imprints on them what how dangerous that can be when i tie it back to this is a you know if you accidentally shoot you know your sister or uh your 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 mother or something like that if you're not careful and this is what happens this is this is what it would look like and their eyes get real wide And I've told this story before and gotten some hate mail that was like, that's just cruel. That's just, well, you know what? My kids never shot anybody. So I guess it worked. That's all I could say right now. Um, So it's uh, it's important stuff. Uh, All right. Uh, Gary in the chat room says, only citizens and permanent residents with a green card can purchase a firearm. Non-immigrant visas do not. Thank you, Gary. Um, I suspected that that's what it was, but I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you throwing out, uh, that right there, uh, and, uh, letting us know. Uh, you're welcome, Greg. I mean, again, it wasn't like it was some big secret master plan. I just thought that what, what, what would impress me when I was a kid? Uh, the visceral, uh, pictures is what impresses me and impressed upon me all that gun safety stuff. Um... All right, uh, that's. Uh, I guess that's it. I guess I'm up against the break again. Boy, this is the fastest show in radio. I got to tell you, two hours, we're already burning through it. One final segment coming up here in just a hot second, and it's one final uh, chance for phone calls before we uh, run the clock out. Willie Waffle's going to be coming up here in a few minutes, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, talking with him here as well. It is the Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty base, free thinking radio. We'll be back with more right after these messages. Don't uh, don't go anywhere.
6: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
5: Okay. um, I got to turn the lights up here. It's just it's, I just realized how dark it is here. Hold on a second. We'll be right back. Okay, I guess that's uh, I guess that's better. Uh, also, uh, Greg, the other thing that I did is that uh, one of the first things that I had them shoot, and this may or may not have been correct uh, to do it this way, but uh, one of the first things I had them shoot was a lar- was a larger caliber rifle. Like my youngest son, um, his first gun that he ever shot was an FNFAL. I mean, I sat behind him, and he sat, you know, in my lap kind of thing. But it was... His comment was, Ooh, that's wiggly. Um, you know, so it was a larger caliber. Now, when they went out and we went shooting, then they would shoot like ARs. I've got the 22 conversion kits for the ARs, so they'd shoot like 22s. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the good stuff. Um, Jeremy, I don't know what you're ranting about here. I've already said that I believe that felons should be able to have their, their, their gun rights back. And you're just ranting about stuff here. Uh, I don't know what you're mad about, but I, I I don't know what you're mad about. Sorry that you're mad. Uh, we had a 12 pound 22 long rifle for killing chicken hawks. I did that once when I was 12. Yeah, the little 22s are definitely nice. Uh, 410s. I became wickedly accurate with a 410 shotgun. We had we were waging a war on squirrels when I was a kid. Uh, the squirrels were real they'd get into the they'd get into the sheds and into the garages and they'd tear stuff up and man we made we made war on squirrels I remember one summer it was so bad you know because the population swings up and down I remember it was so bad that I think I went through two or three boxes of shells that year on a little 410 pump action uh, but I became I became a, I, I'm pretty deadly with a 410 shotgun <laughs> I can make that happen uh, I'm buying my son a rifle this year for Hunter because he turns 12, and we have teaching him to, uh, hunting uh, gun safety all his life. Yeah, that's good. I got my first hunting rifle when I was 12, um, and I love that. Um, snakes. It's why I live in Alaska. Yeah, I know. Larry's like, it's all the, like snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Did your kids happen to participate in 4-H shooting sports? No. Uh, by the time we started doing stuff with 4-H to Shana, um, we were all – I mean, that was already – we were already through the gun phase of uh, teaching the kids, uh, but then we were learning about you know animals and stuff, and that's when we got goats and chickens and everything else. So it was good stuff. Um, uh, State Senator Mike Shower having a co- State Senator Mike Shower having a coffee hour at King's Donuts in Wasilla at eight thirty on Saturday. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. It's a pattern. Uh, blah, 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 taking, uh, okay, all right, I've gone back through some of the stuff, speak for yourself, says Jeremy, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know why why you got to be mad, bro, I don't know why you're mad, um, uh, I don't know, uh, All right, shoot stuff with a 17. 17 HMR? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty sweet little round. That's a pretty quiet, sweet. That's a good way to teach kids with, what, 22 and 17 uh, uh, HMR? Yeah, definitely not a bad, definitely not a bad little round to use for that kind of stuff. All right, Um, I guess we're about 40 seconds out, and I got to got to octopus all the hands here and make sure that i'm clicking all the right mice buttons and everything else so hold the line for us here uh please like and share this video if you haven't liked and shared it already don't forget to like and follow the show page as well and to hit the subscribe button and ring the bell on youtube um is the thing i love their guns but you don't think i can be trusted with a firearm that's not what i said jeremy I mean, read into it what you want, guy, but that's not what I said. So, anyway, let's jump back into it. Here we go Common Sense, Liberty based, free thinking radio. All right, welcome back to the program. One final segment of gun Q and A, and discussion, and commentary, and everything else before we jump into it with our friend Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. dot um, I laid out exactly what I did for um, uh, for raising my kids and and what we did there, and Greg. Um, And Greg just uh, laid out his stuff in the chat room here, too, which is also good stuff. I love this. Started my kids out by taking them on hikes, he says. They each carried a stick to simulate a gun. That taught them muzzle control. That's a great idea. I'd never never thought of that. That's great stuff. Then they moved up to BB guns. The next steps was 22s, and all my kids now are avid shooters. Yeah, I'm with you 100% of the time. That is a great idea, though. I love the idea of the stick, um, we're teaching you know, teaching muzzle control and everything. I love that. That is a that's a great idea, Greg. And next time I have kids, I'm putting that at the top of my. No, you know what I mean. But that's a good that's a good uh, way to do it. I love it. I love it. Um, Robbie says alcohol and guns don't mix. Big problem. Uh, and that actually leads us up to our next. Um, story for the day and this is again one of those stories of uh yeah we probably should be paying closer attention to what's going on and we should be reminded about the gun safety laws the gun safety laws the gun safety rules they're not laws but it's the four rules of gun safety of course is that you You know, always treat every gun like it's loaded. You always keep it pointed in a safe direction, right? You always keep your finger off the trigger uh, until you're ready to shoot, and you're always aware of what is your target and what is beyond your target. That's kind of the the four basic rules. Well— um, you know, not only can we be stupid about this, but we could be stupid and then add things like alcohol and drugs to the mix. And that's, uh, you know, we, we've talked about that here in the state of Alaska, us and whatever it is now, 17 other states that have legalized marijuana and everything else. And of course, in every state, alcohol is legal. And those are mind altering substances. And those kind of things, they just don't mix. I'm just going to remind you that those kind of things just don't mix, as proven out by a story out of Las Vegas. Um, the story out of Las Vegas, uh, reads like this, a Las Vegas man said he thought a gun was unloaded as he pointed it at his friend, shooting him and killing him, according to the arrest report. Okay. So first of all, the guy violated all four safety rules, right? He didn't treat it like it was loaded. He didn't keep his finger off the trigger. He, uh, did, you know, was aware of his target and what was beyond it. He he always pointed it in a safe direction. He didn't do any of those things. Well, now he faces charges of involuntary manslaughter with the, uh, in connection with the shooting death of his friend. Uh, the police responded to the apartment of the decedent at uh, 7 p.m. on March the 10th to report of a man shot. The first call said he and his friends were drinking when the gun went off, shooting the victim in the head. At the same time uh, that they called 911 police said that he was hysterical screaming for help he was heard crying and apologizing to his friend while speaking to the dispatcher. So apparently alcohol marijuana were in it's just not hard to see that's like let me clean all my guns while I'm drinking shots of brown liquor. That just doesn't sound like a good combination. We you know you've got to you've got to pay close Again, this is like I would not get all drunk up and walk into the wood shop and start running table saws and power tools, right? that's not something you probably would be high on your list of things to do uh, or go work heavy equipment or something, or even climb into my – and I know there's people that do that all the time, get all drunk up and then climb into their vehicle. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But uh, that just happened in North Pole this week to a teen, said Gary. I hadn't seen that story, but, uh, you know, again, this is very – so. So this so now that Gary mentions that happened to a teen – then that goes back to what I was saying earlier in the program, which is, do you know where your teens are, and do you know where your guns are? So there's a combination, plus all the, uh, um, you know, plus all the uh, safety tips of not, you know, not using mind altering substances, and then, you know, playing with your fire. I remember seeing a video <clears throat> here, I don't know, a couple, three, four years ago, um, and it was up on. I think it was up on Facebook or YouTube before they pulled it down. I mean, it was an actual picture of somebody in a car. They just got a gun and they had their friends in there and they're like, oh, oh, oh. And then one of them actually shoots the other one, um, like accidentally, right? But it's because they're futzing around with the gun and he's not, and he points it and he pulls the trigger and he shoots his friend in the head in this video. It's, it's pretty startling. Um, but yeah, this is the problem we get, we just, we, we don't train our children anymore. Well, we, well, uh, not everybody, I guess that's, I train my children. You probably train your children, but we're not training the children in general about gun safety. They're learning all their gun safety tips from call of duty, right? I mean, that's where they're getting all their gun safety advice, call of duty. And you wonder why this kind of stuff is happening. You know they watch the shoot 'em ups on TV. They watch the you know all the other things, and, and 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 that's you know you wonder why these kind of things happen. Um, apparently this happened again just here in North Pole. A 23 year old shot a 19 year old. Revealed the vic- the investigation revealed that the victim and suspect were friends and had been consuming alcohol and marijuana with multiple juveniles. He admitted, the suspect admitted he was manipulating the firearm and believed it was empty, pointed it at the victim, and pulled the trigger. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's insane. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Another. My wife uh, was telling me about a video she just watched of Alec Baldwin. Uh, they had a body language expert go over some of his interviews and his testimony on this stuff, um, and that's that's the same kind of thing. Just the belief that it can't possibly be my fault because I didn't. Wow. No, we, you you you. I cannot stress enough that the four gun safety rules are there for a reason. And again. Hopefully, you know where your children are. you're not you know you're not mystifying the gun and making it taboo enough that they're intrigued to go do it, that you're teaching them about how dangerous it can be. I hope all those things are happening. so <laughs> I mean that is uh that is definitely a, uh, a a lesson there's a lesson to be learned here in all of this uh again, another person is dead uh because of just pure. Sheer, plain stupidity and negligence. That's it. I mean, I've often said, <clears throat> you know, they call it a lot of times when they say something like that, they'll call it an accidental discharge. I am fully under the belief, as I've said in the past, that there is no such thing as an accidental discharge. Um, that uh, an accidental discharge uh, is, while possible through some kind of mechanical failure of the firearm, that most of those are actually negligence instead of accidental negligence. Um, and you know, it's just something that we need to be paying closer attention to, especially as gun owners, because we've got to protect, we've got to protect our own passion. We've got to protect our own rights here. Oh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, the Portland thing. Do I have enough time? I've got, uh, I've got a couple minutes here. Uh, last year, Portland saw a record number of homicides in the city, 90 homicides so far. That's far above. That's a third above the previous high reached in the nineties, but what are they doing? Are they going to go ahead and they gonna, they're going to they're going to bring in more police and do those things? Nope. They're going to they're going to focus uh, on the city's most prolific offenders and spend millions of dollars on social services and other community-based violence efforts, instead of putting the people who are actually doing this in prison and keeping them there. Instead, what they're doing right now, and because of COVID and everything else. They said that they are having a hard time trying to get all the criminals through the justice system. And the cri- trials are taking much longer to bring cases to trial. And they're seeing many more repeat offenders because many of them are just simply out on bail uh, and causing trouble in the meanwhile. This is another one of those uh, you know unintended consequences of things like defund the police and then be shocked. Shocked, I tell you. That their crime goes up because they, because they, because they defunded the police. That's the problem. Wait, you defunded the police, and the yeah, that's exactly the problem. Uh, I'm I you know I'm glad to see somebody is finally starting to pay attention to this kind of stuff um, uh, down in the Portland area because otherwise they could hit the same level of what it, it, like see what happened in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The officers responded to a shooting there. A 38-year-old man was shot three times in the chest and the torso, and uh, he the the shooter fled the scene. And less than a minute later, a woman and a man walked up. They found the 38-year-old victim. The man stole the victim's gun, handed it to the woman. Then they stole their other items and turned out his pockets. And then they fled the scene. Oh man, that's the kind of people. That's the kind of people that you want hanging out with you, right? I mean, good Lord. Good Lord. All right, we got more coming up. Willie Waffles, Dead Ahead, The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more right after this.
6: Streaming live every weekly morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
5: Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um Yeah, Re- Jonathan I we talked about that uh <clears throat> teen with a gun at Reddington uh, Junior Senior. We talked about that earlier this week. Um I care again so they don't have to deal with the federal government on anything preventable accident. The people that do that stuff never went hunting and had to take a life. Drugs and drinking don't mix. Kids should know about the dangers and the outcomes. Um, no kids. I keep them fully loaded, but I unload them before cleaning them. A gun is useless unloaded, and someone is kicking in the door. That's exactly, I mean, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, my guns in my house, not all of them, but, I mean, the ones that I use for protection and everything else, they're loaded. That's how, that's how it works. Uh, COVID backlog court cases in Kotzebue sharing DA with uh, OME, which I'm not sure where that is, couldn't fill Kotzebue position. Jury trials in Kotzebue are a challenge. Yeah. No, they're having the same problem around the world, you know. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have um um uh, jury trials in uh, uh, you know in uh in Anchorage and in, in the Matsu forever. I mean it's been it's been a long, long time since they've had that. Going on, okay. So what's going on with this? I'm sorry, I gotta go fix something here on this right here. What is going on? Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Sorry, I'm trying to fix something else over here on the other side. Um, can I fix that right there? There we go. Let's do that. Copy that. Uh, uh, and. Okay. All right. I think I I think I got that fixed. I'm trying to something was broken this morning. I was trying to fix it. Gnome. O M E is Gnome. That's not how I spell gnome. What the hell? Um, all right. Let me see what else you guys are talking about here. Anything else that I need to uh, read into? I love that idea of the simulated gun with a stick thing, Greg. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to tell my kids about that as they teach their guns about. See, we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them score. We'll. I'll integrate that into my day when it's all. Um, lives, have you thought about a career in real estate, being your own boss? Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shoot stuff with this thing. Barrow Bethel venerable accidents. You're filling me full of information, Sean, that I have no use for right now. I'm sure I will probably remember it, but I will. <laughs> don't give me useless stuff that I can't use right now. I, I haven't had enough coffee. I don't have enough coffee on board for that yet this morning. Um. All right. Let's see. Uh, you know what I didn't hit? I didn't hit the timer. I have a timer that tells me how long the break is so that I make sure that I time it out between the stations. And now I just realize that I don't, I didn't have a, I didn't have a timer. Um, I didn't start it because it's like the fourth thing that I have to do after I jump to the radio. These days, like I said, they're always a train wreck. What are you going to do? Grange Hall Children's Art Show tonight, 5 to 8 p.m. at the Grange Hall in North Pole. Okay. Good for them. At least I'm, I guess I'm streaming on my website. That was the other thing. Did I forget to do that? Nope. Luckily I started that early because I would have forgotten by now. We would have missed the whole show on the stream, but now we remembered. So it's all good. Okay. Whew. I'm about out of steam. What do you guys got going on this morning? What else is happening? Um, I'm just going back here. That's good. That's good training says uh, Jonathan. Yes, it was. Um, the mainstream idea is cheering on this war, too. That has to make you question it. Absolutely. I absolutely question it. I mean, I absolutely question if it was absolutely necessary. Do we need this? I don't think we needed to do this personally. But, uh, you know, there you go. Um, homeschoolers are doing different things with kids. Yes, that's the nature of homeschool. Was it? That was kind of random, Robbie. Was there something else you wanted to comment on with that that made sense? Because that was, that was fairly random, just saying. Um, all right. We are – now I'm trying to time all this out, folks. That's my – I'm sorry. My brain is – my brain is working here. Uh, so 1850, listen to that, and that thing, and then the – Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I think we got this. <clears throat> I think we got this uh, scored away here. So let's uh, let's do this. We're 30 seconds out. Uh, and uh, we are going to jump back into it. Phone line is now ringing. And that is uh, Willie, don't call me William Waffle, from wafflemovies.com. And uh, I'm going to put him on hold here. Okay. And there we go. So we're going to jump into this with Willie Waffle and uh, continue ahead. The Michael Duke Show. It is common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Please like and share this video. Uh, Like and share the show page. And don't forget to hit subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. Let's do it. Well, hi there, ho there, hey there. Final segment of the show today as we broadcast live from Fairbanks. Uh, hanging out. Finishing up the show with our friend, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Willie Waffle. WaffleMovies.com. Movie and entertain... i got to change it. It says movie critic. You're more than just a movie critic, my friend. I've expanded my horizons.
4: I've, I've just reached for the stars and got a handful of stardust.
5: <laughs> Wow, you're so pulling. You're so dramatic. You're so dramatic. <laughs> um, all right, um, so we're going to hit the uh, entertainment news pretty hard here this morning, first things first, because uh, there's some stuff going on. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about AMC first. I mean, this. you and I have talked about this several times during the pandemic that, look, yep. uh, you know, these theaters were already, some of them already struggling, and then the pandemic hit, and oh my gosh, it's bad. Uh, so what's the news on AMC here? What are they doing? Are they diversifying? This is wild to me. Okay. So, so AMC theaters,
4: which remember, you know, like we talked about during the pandemic, was on the verge of bankruptcy. There was even a day where the news was floated that they had filed. Right. And, and like, you know, somehow it pulled back or, or, you know, it was a rumor and they decided against it at the last minute. I mean, like, AMC was deader than dead in the water. And all of a sudden they've made a big comeback. Now, I don't think it was necessarily because of some brilliant strategic moves on their own part. You know, they were kind of the beneficiaries of the the group think that was driving up their stock price. Uh, If you remember all that with the Reddit group that was encouraging everybody to buy AMC stock.
5: Right. Buy and hold. That was the whole Robin Hood thing, right? Yep. Well, this
4: makes them think they're geniuses. So they have gone out. And they have bought a $27.9 million stake in a gold and silver mining company, the Highcroft Company. Okay. And, And they said they've done it because, you know, they know what it's like to be not doing so well financially, but still having some great assets. And they're going to use that knowledge to turn around the Highcroft Company.
5: Because a movie theater knows everything there is to know about gold and silver mining. Well, and that's the thing.
4: I mean, like, are they going? Are they going to get those guys to start driving up the stock price on this too? Like, are they? Are they really hoping that's what's going to happen? Right. I, you know, I, I guess at worst, the company's got some good assets. I mean, you know, they've got some, uh, you know, gold and silver. If things go, you know, you know, nose up, as they say.
5: Right. Right. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Well, uh, good luck to them. I mean, maybe they need to find a way to diversify so if the theater side crashes and burns, they at least have something that's going on. I guess that's the thought. I mean, you know, but I just just had to laugh when,
4: when I was reading the press release and they're like, you know, well, we know how to turn around a company. I'm like, no, you don't. You got lucky. Yeah. You got lucky. No, that was you you know, you're like you're like, you know, one of these guys who like inherits billions of dollars from their grandfather and you think you're a business genius.
5: Right, right. It's as my old friend Bert said, "Fortuitous circumstances. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was what it's all about. Um, okay. Uh let's see, what else? Netflix, they just keep pumping out some good content, and apparently they've got a deep well now that they're gonna dip into. Dr. Seuss. This is really cool. And I still
4: think Dr. Seuss is awesome, no matter how they're trying to re-portray him these days. <laughs> right, 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 But yes, Dr. Seuss is coming to Netflix. You know, they had uh, a Green Eggs and Ham series, which was uh, on Netflix a few years ago, and they have a, a second uh, a second season of that coming up in April. And Netflix is so happy with the relationship, they cut a deal. They're going to be developing series based on Horton Hears a Who, The Sneetches, Wacky Wednesday, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. And the character Sidwick, the big hearted moose.
5: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I didn't even hear that they'd done a gr- green eggs and ham series. Was it uh, pretty successful?
4: It was very successful. It, it actually, uh, you know, it took about four years to get onto Netflix. And, and it was on, uh, I want to say it was like 2019.
5: Well, I missed it apparently, but uh, some kids are going to get a good experience here with all this Dr. Seuss goodness. He is—he uh, is a genius. I can't tell you how many times I've read "One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish" to my uh, to my kids. They love that one. Uh, so good. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, when are they? When are they expecting to have these series up and running?
4: Well, it did take them four years to do the last one. So you know, at this rate, you know. You, your grandkids may have grandkids of their own. They might be graduating <laughs> from college by the time this thing happens. Oh,
5: great! Okay. Um, <laughs> Sandra Bullock back in the news. Uh, she did not like sequels because she had a couple of stinkers. But apparently, she's given up her. She was she was on a she was on a bender to say no sequels, and now she may have changed her mind. That's right. As Sandra likes to tell it, back in 2013, she
4: was on top of the world. She had just done The Heat. She had just done Gravity. And she pledged she would never make another sequel again because she had done Speed 2 and Miss Congeniality 2. And if you've seen those movies, you know why. Right, right. Exactly. But according to Sandra, now she's a little bit older and she knows how to fight for what she wants. She said she's willing to go for it. And the money. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I was going to put it, Cha-ching, I got ch-ching. kids to put through college. Cha-ching, cha-ching.
5: So, so what is she sequeling, or is she just saying now she, she just – is this the general announcement to Hollywood that if you want me to do a sequel, I'm up and available?
4: Yeah, this is the general announcement. So, you know, I started thinking a little bit about what sequels could she do, and I came up with a couple, okay? So we've got While You Were Sleeping Again, okay? right. I thought that would be funnier. Right. Come on, okay.
5: No, I like that. No, I mean – why?
4: Okay. That's, I, okay, we've got – The proposal sequel, The Divorce, also starring Ryan Reynolds, who knows a thing or two about divorce. Oh, my God. That would be hysterical. And my favorite, The Net 2
5: 5G. Okay. All right. I like them all. I like them all. Do it. I mean, the one with Ryan Reynolds and the divorce, that would be, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest with you, The Proposal is a pretty funny movie. Uh, it I, is
4: a very funny movie. I really enjoyed you know, I, it. My, yeah. my only regret is I can't bring back Betty White for it. That's
5: true. That's true. That's true. But, uh, hey, with technology, you can almost deep fake anybody, right? So, you know, who knows? All right. Well, <laughs> uh, anything else in the entertainment news before we jump over to the streams? I will throw one quick story out there. This is this is just one that I like, okay?
4: Rod Stewart wants to drive his Ferrari. And he made it very clear he wants to drive his Ferrari. And the road outside his his palatial estate right. is full of potholes. Okay. It is just
5: a rotten piece of junk now. So like downtown, Ameri- so like downtown Anchorage then. Okay, I get it. Right. Okay.
4: <laughs> so, you know, in America, you know, he would he would he would lean on some politician that he had made a big fat uh, donation to. Right. And have him fix the road. But no, this is Scotland and this is Rod Stewart. And him and his neighbors got together and they decided they're just going to fix the road themselves. And so they got themselves a crew. They got themselves some some asphalt. And they filled in the potholes on their road by themselves.
5: Nice. I mean, they, did they physically go out and shovel the asphalt, or did they hire a crew and watch while sipping tea?
4: Well, I think there was mostly a crew that was hired. Although Rod did post for several pictures wearing a uh, you know a very big highlighted uh, you know jumpsuit and vest, and uh, threw a little threw a little bit of asphalt in one of the holes to look good. <laughs> photo op
5: okay i got it i got it well you know that's uh that's how we used to do it uh if you wanted to have the 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 roads in your neighborhood fixed you usually came together and did it we didn't wait on government to do it but you know good for him i want to drive my ferrari i wouldn't want potholes either
4: and and i just love how all throughout the story he's like you know i couldn't drive my ferrari you know my ferrari couldn't get down the road (laughs) oh lord (laughs) Oh, it's yes, all good. Yes, we get it,
5: Rod. You're yeah. very famous and rich. We got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the series here. What do we got? We got uh, Apple, Netflix, and Hulu. Where are we going to start? Well, you know, let's start. I we let's start with the Netflix
4: series. This is a new Netflix four part series. Document series. Yep, documenting bad vegan. Okay, bad vegan. Which isn't that this all is, of
5: them? I'm just asking. I mean, isn't yeah? It's all not of them? all of them. Just, yeah.
4: It's it's this one. And, and this is, I remember when this happened, uh, th- this was a great story. So uh, her name is Sarma Mengele, Men- Mengeleus. and uh, she was the toast of New York. Her and her boyfriend started uh, a very famous uh, vegan restaurant, right. uh, pure food and wine. And it became like one of those hot spots in New York. Right. And like, you know, all the celebrities would go there right. and she was making tons of money. And then like the boyfriend and her broke up. So she was running the place on her own. And that's when she met Mr. Trouble. Okay. Who's Mr. And he convinced her that he was a CIA black ops agent oh, God. and started stealing every penny he could from this woman. Oh. And, uh, she decided to start stealing, too. She was taking it out of the restaurant. She was taking money from investors and not putting it in the restaurant. She wasn't paying her taxes. She wasn't uh, She wasn't paying her
5: employees. Uh, but the biggest sin, the biggest sin of all the bad things that she did is that they caught her eating cheese.
4: Cheese. While she was on the run. <laughs> the This is the best part. While she was on the run, they caught her. because there was a credit card in her and, and the guy ends up becoming her husband. Right. There was a credit card in their name and they made a purchase of pizza and wings from Domino's. Oh God. And this is how the police knew how to find them and come get them. And when they busted her, the pizza box was sitting on the bed.
5: She was eating the cheese pizza. She denies that she ate the cheese. Okay. She says that the husband was eating it. It wasn't her. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's and that's the important part to remember is that she denies it uh, because yeah. that was the well, biggest infraction. She denies infraction. all of this. Yeah.
4: I mean, like, and, and this is kind of the part that's really, really, I think, complicated. She is using this series and her participation in it to to try to explain that she was the victim. That this guy had brainwashed her; that he was playing mental games with her; he was messing with her, and she was just
5: weak and fell for it.
4: Okay. I don't know if I'm ready, ready to go that far, but it's a compelling
5: story. Having just watched the Anna DeArmas, uh thing or Devey thing, and then the uh, and then the one about the gal with the the blood the blood testing company. Oh, that's uh, uh, my favorite one, The Dropout. Yeah, Well, I didn't watch the Hulu version. I watched the actual ABC 2020 whatever thing. Oh, yeah, uh,
4: that's a great
5: episode. Yes, that's I, very good. I, I'm just like, these people, how, I mean, are you not, is, who is not paying attention to all these people that are scamming everybody? And that seems to be the biggest thing on Netflix and everybody else these days are all these scam things. I mean, not that, I mean, that's fine. I just like, I just want to escape. I don't want to learn about the bad things that are happening around me. I want to stick my head in the sand and be in Fantasy Island or something, but everybody's but ever, they're loving these kind of these kind of documentaries.
4: Well, yeah, and, and it's because we want to see these people pay. You know, I mean, and 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 this woman, the Sarma woman, she she is the embodiment of a lot of this. I mean, you know, she's extremely gorgeous. Right. You know, she is extremely successful. She's on TV, she's doing books, she's appearing in magazines. I mean, like, you know, she was gonna be like one of those massive celebrity chefs until this all happened. Right, right. And and you know, and when you find out that her glamorous lifestyle is being funded. By stealing from the employees. Now, she says she was giving it uh, all to the husband. Right. And, and they found out, basically, well, I mean, you know, you know he wasn't doing anything good with the money. Let's just do right, it at that. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, but, you know, she was willingly taking it from the employees. She was willingly not paying taxes. I mean, she willingly took the money from the investors. I mean, you know. I understand you feel you were brainwashed, but you still did all these things. Yeah, and even even during the story, you see that at some point she's figured it all out, but she keeps going. Right,
5: exactly. All right, well, we're down to less than two minutes. Negative one to four waffles on uh, the bad vegan.
4: I'm going to go three waffles. And, you know, it's a four episode watch. It's about four hours long.
5: Okay, all right. You enjoyed it. That was enough. Uh, yeah. We got time for a quick hit on one more of these. So pick it
4: uh let's okay let's talk about deep water okay this is the big hulu movie with ben affleck and anna de armaz and and they were dating when they made this movie and um they they held it on the shelf for so long that they've now since broken up oh okay of course yeah it was supposed to come out like back in like 2020 when 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 the COVID hit and 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 then Hulu picked it up because I think every major studio went oh God we cannot release this thing this thing is junk right oh wow it's, it's build <laughs> build as a <laughs> psychosexual
5: thriller oh that's it those are at the top of my list you know I mean oh uh, so that's right you know Ben
4: Affleck is all mopey walking around because he cut a deal with his wife to have an open marriage and she's just kind of slinking around all sexy the whole time that got it one waffle.
5: That, that got it one waffle. That was it yeah. right there. That's it. One waffle. Well, you know why he was so mopey and everything is because he's Batman. Um so right. <laughs> All right. Well, one waffle. I could uh, live without it. It's fine. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, 1883 and some other stuff that I know you're watching. So we'll get back to that. Thanks for coming on board, my friend. As always, it is hey, my, it. my pleasure to talk to you today. Well, thank you. I had fun, too. It's it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. All right. (laughs) Thank you, folks. We will see you on uh, Tuesday. Remember, I'm off on Monday. Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Uh, Be kind. Love one another. Most importantly, live well. That is the best revenge, living well. When everybody else around you is going crazy, you just be like, nope, I'm going to just do my thing and love everybody and go home. Thank you, my friends. Appreciate it. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Okay. Um, I don't know, Willie, do we want to take a stab at this last one? This, uh, Jared Leto one, um, which I mean, again, you know, I I, I watch this stuff to uh, to unwind, not to learn about how bad people are around me. But I, I, again, they're the popular things. We crashed well, they, on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah, we crashed. This is Apple TV Plus, and uh,
4: yeah, it is the story of Andrew Newman, uh, who founded the WeWork company, which was a a co working space. Uh, company. Essentially, they would uh, rent out uh, magnificent office spaces and buildings, fix them up, and then you as the entrepreneur or the solopreneur, as they like to say it, could rent a desk for a day, a week, a month. Maybe you wanted to be there six months, whatever it right, was. Right. And and they were really taking off, and and it, they were spreading all throughout the country and, and making tons of money, and then they decided they were going to go public and that's
5: when the truth came out (laughs) the truth came out is that they weren't worth 47 billion dollars which is what because they didn't own anything right i mean they were renting all these spaces so it wasn't like they had a bunch of real estate and property and all this other kind of stuff and it was i mean it was just it was all hype
4: it was a lot of hype and and you know as is what we find out in many of these stories why Mr. Newman might not have been honest with the books and maybe uh, was using a lot of uh, business money for some personal expenses. Yeah,
5: hookers and blow, you can't write that stuff off. I'm, I'm... <laughs> well,
4: he had a wife. Right, okay. Uh, and, well, and that's actually one of the funniest parts of of, this, of the story uh, for people who know it. So the wife is played by Anne Hathaway. Right. Her name is Rebecca Paltrow.
5: Yes, she is Gwyneth's cousin. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. Lord. Were they renting space to goop? I just want to know. I mean, is it? No, just... yeah, no. Okay, but okay. like, it
4: comes up. It, it, Probably one of the funniest scenes in the entire series. Um, when they get married, everybody's like, "Is Gwyneth going to be here? Is Gwyneth going to be
5: here?" Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> Uh, all right, so obviously they crash and burn in this bat, and like I said, you know it's like it's like one of those things we were talking about earlier in the week. Something called suddenly Subaru, which is like a phenomenon where you decide to buy a Subaru, and then all you see on the roads is Subarus. Um, yeah. You know, and that's what this is, is like I watch one of these things with my wife and now all I see is all these things about how people were double dealing and screwing people and cons and all this. And it's like it's taken over my stream service. And I'm like, can I just go back to space westerns or, you know, some kind of vampire movie or something? <laughs> yeah, but you know
4: what? I hope I hope that as a society we learn a lesson because, oh, you know, man. the one thing that always rings true in all of these stories is the deification of this person who started the company. Oh yeah, and we've seen it with Steve Jobs, and you see it—you know—you uh, saw it with uh, with the, the dropout Elizabeth, uh, whose name I'm I'm blanking on. Right, I know who you're uh, about. The Theranos, uh, you know, we, we have here Andrew Newman. Right, you know, all these people who like all of a sudden are the toast of the town, and they're supposedly brilliant because they had this idea, and then they can't actually run their company, so they can't really right. get the product to work, and that's when the dirty dealing starts.
5: Yeah, well, it's all about the hype. I mean, right? If you go viral then you can do it. If you go viral, you get the right people behind it. All you got to do is hoodwink one of those people and get them to spin for you. The next thing you know, it's out of control. It's a multi-billion dollar scam. Um, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, it's like the Tinder swindler and all these other people. I, I just, I can't, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Um, but I'm we're going to talk about good stuff next week. We'll talk about 1883 and we'll talk about, I don't know, some of the other well, ones standard- that are- Huh? Sandra
4: Bullock's new movie, The Lost City, okay. which looks kind of funny.
5: Okay, I'll, I'll come out for that. We'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, all right, my friend. Well, it's good to talk with you. We will talk to you next week. All right, talk to you then. Folks, I mean it this time. I'm leaving. I got to go. I got to go. It's dog races. There's dog races today. I'm going to go announce the... Uh open north american championships which is like if the iditarod is the daytona 500 this is like the drag racing of dog mushing so we're gonna go have a fun time with that we will see you on tuesday taking monday off tuesday see you then